What else is the FBI up to? Well, they are up to raiding the homes of journalists who've actually been doing investigative reports on the same sort of issues that this the CEO does business in. I don't know if these things are related at all, but we're going to get into all of these details. And, um, you know, of course, the these uh, vaccine company CEOs are working closely with our federal government. And uh, we're going to talk about what Biden's up to uh, as far as saying, you know what, screw the, the Court of Appeals, the U.S. District Court of Appeals. You companies should be getting your people jabbed anyway. Uh, we're going to talk about the latest on that. And, you know, when the FBI is saying that they they raided Project Veritas in regards to this diary belonging to Biden's daughter, what was even in that diary? Nobody's talking about what was in that diary. So I, I, I know a lot of you guys want to really know. And so we're going to get into that as well. Get some questions answered. Troubling times. I think these are troubling times for journalism. I think journalists should be um, on alert. And we're going to talk about what this means for journalism. So before I get into it, I got to shout out my wonderful sponsor, allowing me to be an independent journalist, Virtual Shield. A new surveillance bill was allowed, a new surveillance bill will allow Australia to spy on their citizens' internet activity. This bill gives the Australian government the right to disrupt private citizens' computers, hack their online accounts, and modify or delete data. Government overreach and corporate tracking are at the top of reasons why VPNs are becoming more popular. When it comes to VPNs, Virtual Shield is my favorite. Here's why. Firstly, Virtual Shield is a no-log VPN. That means Virtual Shield doesn't store your search history on their servers. And secondly, it's the fastest and easiest VPN that I've ever used Third, they have a 30-day free trial. If you want to stay anonymous online, you'll love Virtual Shield. This Black Friday all month, you can try Virtual Shield for 30 days free plus 50% off for life. If you hurry, go to virtualshield.com slash ivory or try the link in my description, virtualshield.com slash ivory link in description. Okay, let me show you this article. Uh, we are looking at CNBC YouTube, okay? CNBC YouTube loves CNBC. So this would be a good video. Pfizer CEO says people who spread misinformation on COVID vaccines are criminals. Yes. It, it, instead of reading this article, I want to show you exactly what he said from his own mouth. And... Um, this is actually, I got this clip from disclose.tv on Telegram. Go follow them. They're a great news outlet. Let's hear what the Pfizer CEO had to say. There was some fake news during this period of time about uh, the vaccines, you know, all sorts of conspiracy theories. How, how did you deal with that and how did you navigate that? And, and where do you feel the primary source of this sort of fake news was? How, how damaging was this to us? I'm afraid it was uh, quite uh, quite a lot damaging, and uh, there was particularly with us we were targeted by a lot of uh, uh, let's say dark uh, organizations that you don't really know the ownership. Uh, you suspect that there are some countries behind, uh, 
we were getting a lot of briefings from uh, CIA, from FBI about uh, attacks that may happen to us, cyber attacks, I mean, but also about the spread of misinformation. Um, you know, th there is uh, uh, there are two groups of uh, people, right? There are the people that they are vaccinated. There are people that are skeptical about the vaccination. And both of them are afraid. Uh, those that are getting the vaccine, they are afraid of the disease. And they believe that because people are not getting vaccinated, they are increasing the risk to them. They are increasing the exposure. So they are, let's say, mad with them that they don't get the vaccine. Those that they don't get the vaccine, they're afraid of the vaccine. And uh, they are met with the people that are pressing them to, to get it. And there is those I understand. Yeah. They are very good people. They are decent people. But they have a fear. And I understand it. And they don't want to take chances. But there is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on mm. purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally costed millions of lives. And, and should be treated as criminals as well, those who have done that. Okay, that that interview, according to this article, happened uh, at the D.C.-based think tank Atlantic Council. Borla said that there is a very small group of people that purposefully circulate misinformation. Borla is the CEO, Albert Borla, CEO of Pfizer, working closely with our federal government officials. That's called cronyism, by the way. Um, and a so what is misinformation? Um, is it is it facts that would lead people to a different conclusion than uh, than they would come to if they did not have that information, if they only had the narrow uh, amount of information that allows them to come to the conclusion that Borla wants them to come to? Is that what misinformation is? Uh, this new term misinformation, it, people love to use it. And, um, you know, the people who are against Borla's product, uh, would say that Borla is spreading misinformation. The people who are for his product, like Biden would say that anyone who doesn't want that needle in the arm is, uh, spreading misinformation. So misinformation can be used by anyone because all misinformation really means, as far as I can tell, is, is information that leads you to a different conclusion than you would otherwise come to um, if you only had the information that the person using the word misinformation wants you to have. And so according to him, misinformation is criminal because it's leading to more deaths, because if you don't get this needle, you will die. According to him, of course, he's going to say that it's his product. He wants you to believe that if you don't have his product, you'll die. Uh, but the fact that he revealed he's being briefed by the FBI and CIA regularly um, in regards to misinformation. So the FBI is tracking misinformation closely and then um, sending it back to the CEO of Pfizer. Um, so what, what else is the FBI up to? Well, this past week, the FBI was up to raiding the homes of several journalists. And I'm reading your comments right here, right now. I think I can show this one. 
Wait, Project Veritas already leaked Pfizer's hidden agenda. Exactly. Project Veritas uh, did a series of reports this summer on the vaccine companies. And so it's really interesting that they just got raided. And a few days later, the CEO of Pfizer is saying, um, yeah, I'm working closely with the FBI on misinformation. <laughs> so the FBI is working to shut down misinformation. Now, the, the FBI said when they raided Project Veritas that this was in regards to um, Ashley Biden's diary. Okay. Was it really uh, in regards to her diary? Uh, Project Veritas says that they did receive a tip about her diary. I guess someone handed over the diary to them. Um, and apparently it, it was left in a hotel room that she was in, but she, a report media reports say that she says it was stolen. Regardless, Project Veritas reviewed it, couldn't corroborate whether it was in fact hers or, or, whether the information that was true or even newsworthy, really. So they tried to return it and then eventually turned it over to local law enforcement, according to James O'Keefe. Nevertheless, the FBI raided, raided homes of Project Veritas journalists. Um, now, this timeline with Project Veritas is pretty interesting. And... <sighs> It's really interesting because on Thursday of last week, two of, of James's um, James O'Keefe's staffers got raided in the darkness of nights. Their their doors basically kicked in, according to the New York Times report, who what who they're the the media outlet that the FBI apparently chose to tip off because they were calling James O'Keefe for comment an hour after these raids in the early morning hours, and. Um, so these people's doors get kicked in and, and James O'Keefe says that basically the, the federal officials warned him not to allow the public to know that he was being targeted by the FBI, but he chose, um, to just shed light on this at common media saying a common saying in journalism is, um, sunlight is the best disinfectant. So just shed light on everything. Keep it completely transparent. Yeah, I'm being targeted. You know, the, the FBI just did this. Um, and, and so he said that he was doing this at, at risk to himself. Well, I guess he was spot on with saying that because the very next morning, James O'Keefe gets, gets the FBI pounding on his door in the wee hours of the morning he wait, awakens to pounding, pounding. He opens the door, 10 FBI agents, um, and they, they handcuff him. Let me just show you what James O'Keefe said in his own words. He actually, he went on Sean Hannity's show last night and kind of told what happened uh, when the FBI raided his home Saturday morning, the day after he chose to go public about the FBI raiding uh, his his employees' homes. Okay, here we go. Well, Sean, on Saturday morning, uh, I acknowledged that, but I woke up to a pre-dawn raid uh, banging on my door. I went to the door to answer the door, and there were 10 FBI agents with a battering ram, uh, white blinding lights. They turned me around, handcuffed me, and threw me against the hallway. Uh, I was partially clothed in front of my neighbors. 
Uh, they confiscated my phone. They raided my apartment. On my phone were many of my reporter's notes, a lot of my sources unrelated to this story, and a lot of confidential donor information to our news organization, Sean. So I, I've heard the phrase, the process is the punishment. I didn't really understand what that meant until this weekend. And, and Sean, I wouldn't wish this on any journalist. Yeah, it's really alarming thing for journalists, honestly. And um, a lot of the mainstream me media argue that James O'Keefe is not a journalist. Um, he actually provides regular newsworthy content to the public, factual content to the public. I think that's considered journalism. Um, I want to show you what he had said just the day previously, the, a day prior to that, um, he actually shared how, how he was really asked to not go public with this. And, you know, basically it was a threat to not go public. I mean, when he broke the news to the public that the FBI was after his journalistic organization, he said this right here. By making this statement, I'm putting myself at great risk because on November 4th, Project Veritas came under attack. I so he talked about his staff getting um, raided by the FBI. And then he talks about how the request to stay, stay quiet about this. I can make. They don't want me to defend myself and immediately try to silence me. That's why the cover letter to the grand jury subpoena we received contains this language. Quote, the government hereby requests that you voluntarily refrain from disclosing the existence of the subpoena to any third party. While you are under no obligation to comply with our request, we are requesting you not to make any disclosure in order to preserve the confidentiality of the investigation and because the disclosure of the existence of this investigation might interfere with and impede the investigation, unquote. But while the Department of Justice requested us to not disclose the existence of the subpoena, something very unusual happened. Within an hour, of one of our reporters' homes being secretly raided by the FBI, the New York Times, who we are currently suing for defamation, contacted the Project Veritas reporter to ask... Yeah, so so the New York Times was the chosen one for, to, for the the feds to tip off. And what a perfect media outlet to, to choose to tip off on a story targeting Project Veritas. The media organization that Project Veritas is suing. Yes, Project Veritas is currently suing the New York Times for defamation. So, of course, the New York Times really doesn't like Project Veritas right now. And if they can do another hit pace about them, you better believe they will. So the FBI, if they want to tip off uh, uh, anyone and ensure that that news outlet is going to do a narrative that is favorable to the FBI's investigation and anti-Project Veritas, it would be the New York Times. Um just days, days, this happening days before the Pfizer CEO says that he is um, working closely with the FBI and the CIA uh, on misinformation because misinformation is criminal. But are these, are these related? I don't know, but this, this does seem to be an attack on journalism. If, if you received a tip, or even if, if you received a document, even if it was stolen, this diary, um, people, journalists are handed documents all the time to look at and decide whether it's newsworthy and whether they want to report it. And um, so it seems to be attack on journalism. And I think that every journalist should be 
alarmed by this. Um, but I, other journalists uh, in the mainstream media, the mainstream media, corporate news is compromised. And so a corporate news journalist really doesn't have to worry about being victim of the same sort of attack as James O'Keefe because corporate journalists are muzzled by their compromised corporate bosses. I can attest to this firsthand when I realized how muzzled I was. Corporate news bosses um, filter everything through themselves, anything that, that a corporate news journalist wants to investigate, put time into and, and publish or even speak publicly about has to be approved through their corporate bosses. And I soon learned that the corporate bosses were filtering uh, the news big time, um, just working at Fox Corp. And there's a reason why, why you see the same sort of narrative from news outlets across the board is that is that the, it's it's really happening everywhere? Um, someone here says uh, Fox Nine is fake news. Yes, Fox Nine out of Minneapolis is another Fox Corp station. So I worked for Fox Corp, owned by the Murdochs. Um, Fox TV stations is the local arm of Fox Corp, owned by the Murdochs, and then Fox News Channel is the national cable arm of Fox Corp owned by the Murdochs. So the, the local station arm is about 28 of the biggest local stations across America um, that are owned by, by Fox Corp. So if you, you, if you go to a smaller town where there's a Fox station, that is not going to be a Murdoch owned station, but the Fox, um, the, the bigger city ones like Houston or Minneapolis, um, those are Murdoch-owned stations. And uh, during the pandemic, we were getting regular emails from Lachlan Murdoch. And and my boss would admit to me, yeah, there's a lot of controls that Lachlan Murdoch is mandating. Anyways, um, yeah, I got her to admit um, that with certain things, it wasn't it wasn't about the viewers. It was about what Lachlan Murdoch wanted, what, what the CEO wanted, she said. Um, so, so these corporate news journalists, they have no fear. They, they are never going to be report facts outside of the narrative, which is what is referred to as misinformation now, because their corporate bosses won't let them. Okay. I, I never got a, a social media strike until after I left Fox because my bosses wouldn't let me report facts outside of the narrative. And by the way, the corporate news and the social media companies, they all have the same narrative. So as soon as I was free of my Fox Corp over overlords regulating what I could say on social media, suddenly I was able to cover topics outside of the stranglehold misleading narrative. And suddenly I was getting social media strikes. My TikTok was just deleted in the past week. Um, I, I retrieved it somehow. It's back online as of yesterday, <laughs> but this uh, deleted for violating community guidelines, but it's back. It's back. All I post on there are news teasers. Anyway, so, so normally in, in a normal world, when you see a journalist like James O'Keefe being targeted by the FBI for something so, so strange as the fact that they received a journal that then, the, that then they returned, um, 
a, a normal journalist who actually went to J school and is a news hound would be alarmed by this. But the average corporate journalist doesn't have to worry about this because they never cover things like James O'Keefe. And I think a lot of the corporate media is actually jealous of the tactics that James O'Keefe and his journalists use, the undercover investigative work that they actually do that some, some of the big corporate news used to employ uh, decades ago, but the media has been downsizing through the decades actually because they are losing you, the viewers, partially because they've become so phony, partially because people are going online onto their phones and not watching TV news anymore. But James O'Keefe employs a very, um, unique and needed tactic, um, for holding public officials accountable. And a lot of the corporate media is jealous of that. And a lot of them are also, they have this, religious allegiance to leftism. I call it religious because it, it, it feels like a religion in their brains. Their brains are programmed to align with and idolize leftism. So if, if they see any news report or investigative journalism that uncovers corruption amongst leftism, they're triggered by that and they hate it because it, it misaligns with their religious ideology of leftism. So that's, that's part of why Corporate news people hate James O'Keefe and his organization. Um, and in, yeah, there is, for some reason, there's a culture of leftism in, um, in newsrooms across America. I've been in many newsrooms and they're all, they're all leftists and I don't know why. Um, so, so here we have a journalism organization that was targeted. And it's just interesting that, that on Thursday, Two of James's journalists get their doors kicked in. Friday, he James gets a warning from the feds not to go public about it. Stay quiet about the fact we're targeting you. He chooses against that, goes public Friday, and then Saturday morning, he gets his own door banged on. They, the FBI is at his door, 10 FBI agents, they handcuff him, throw him against the wall, and take two of his cell phones. Now, on his, his iPhones are... All of his journalist notes, all of his contacts and sources, the stories he's working on now, details on the stories, past stories he has worked on that perhaps the Biden administration doesn't like. They're probably not fans of his, uh, his election coverage. Some, uh, some problems in elections that he has covered in the past. They're probably not fans of all the stories he did this summer on the vaccine companies. That, that Biden, Biden loves so dearly. Um, you know, and here Biden's FBI is after him, but they're saying it is in regards to Ashley Biden, Biden's daughter, uh, and her journal. Um, actually, let's look at what James, apparently the crime that James O'Keefe and his, and his, um, organization committed was misprison of felony which is a crime that occurs when someone knows a felony has been committed, but fails to inform the authorities about it. So that would imply that I guess a felony was that the tipster stole the diary. And then, and then James became aware that it had been stolen. There's a lot of presumption going on there because we don't know if the, if the diary was actually stolen. We don't know if, if James knew it was stolen and we don't know if he alerted 
authorities, although he said he tried to get it returned and then and turn it over to local law enforcement. Um, so that is allegedly what his crime was. Um, I wanted to actually, I wanted to show you, you know, with the Justice Department targeting, targeting James O'Keefe, if they can, if they and the rest of the corporate media who are, I think, are jealous of James O'Keefe and also are bothered, you know, getting triggered by his coverage because it misaligns with their ideology. If they can prove that he's not a journalist or just say he's not a journalist, maybe maybe it's more acceptable to get away with targeting him uh, and his organization. Um, so I wanted to show you this here. Attorney General Merrick Garland restricts efforts to seize reporters' records. So just a few months ago this year, uh, Biden's attorney general actually laid down the hammer saying we cannot be targeting journalists and seizing their records. Exactly what happened to James O'Keefe. We shouldn't do this. Uh, and here his Justice Department is doing that. But here's the article. The Justice Department on Monday unveiled a new policy tightening the rules on prosecutors seeking subpoenas, warrants, and court orders for journalists' records after the Trump administration was found to have secretly obtained information from reporters at three news outlets as part of its efforts to tamp down on leaks. This was in July of this year that Merrick Garland uh, cracked down on on, um, prosecutors being able to get journalists' records because Trump was actually trying to Trump was actually trying to get information about what reporters were up to. Um, and and he said here, because a free and independent press is vital to the function of our democracy, the Department of Justice has long employed procedural protections and a balancing test to restrict the use of compulsory process to obtain information from or records of members of the media. Okay. Yet that is exactly what his justice department is up to um, as they target, as they target James O'Keefe. And also before I get to what Ashley Biden actually had in her, her journal, because nobody's talking, talking about this. This is, this is the information. James O'Keefe couldn't even confirm that this was her journal or anything in it, but apparently the FBI is now seeming to confirm that it is her journal. Um, they kind of just confirmed that for us. But, uh, the, the other thing was, let's not forget just Last week, um, the U.S. Department of State put out this big thing, November 2nd, saying uh, International Day to End Impunity for Crimes Against Journalists, saying all this about protecting journalists and not targeting. No member of the press should be threatened, harassed, or physically attacked or arrested for doing their job. Then they go on to handcuff James O'Keefe, slam him against the wall, and take his phones with all his journalism notes on them on the international day to end impunity for crimes against journalists. We renew our resolve to advocate for an open press free from unjust restrictions and hold to account 
Those who attack press freedom, we also remember those journalists and other media professionals who were killed in the line of duty. The department is committed to advancing press freedom at home and abroad, and we urge other governments to hold accountable those who target journalists with harassment, intimidation, and violence. Um, such a mind game that they play when they put things out like that, but then actually target journalists. Um, these are really interesting times because we have a huge swath of, of corporate media members who are all just little clones of each other. They're all, all these journalists, they want to do real hard hitting journalism on the front lines of the corruption, but they can't. They're all being uh, bridled by their, by their corporate overlords. And then, so what we have instead with the free market always, uh, always fills in the blanks is, is all these rogue independent journalists now who are actually going out and doing that. And then, and then the government officials are of course calling those people, um, misinformation, um, you know, gurus of misinformation when actually they are, are the the new blossoming independent journalists who are covering what the corporate media members are not allowed to by their corporate overlords. Okay, so let's get into what Ashley Biden actually actually put in her diary. Um let me share with you where where that diary was posted. So since so since um James O'Keefe and Project Veritas decided not to publish the diary. Uh, I guess the tipster brought it to another media outlet, another website instead. I'm going to bring that website up for you. And, and pages from the diary ended up going live online about a week before the election last year, but pretty much no one covered it. I think at the time it was like, well, we have no idea whether this is legit. Literally, nobody knew if a random person just scribbled these these lines on diary pages and photocopied them and put them on a website. So nobody took it seriously back then. But now with the FBI doing this raid, uh, the FBI is basically confirming that yes, this is really Ashley Biden's writing. Apparently here it is. It's uh, nationalfile.com exclusive source Biden daughter's diary uh, details, not appropriate showers with Joe as child quote, was I molested? I think so. So they go through, they, they really publish quite a few pages from her diary and I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into everything because look, I can almost see why Project Veritas did not want to run with this. I, I know Project Veritas does not, um, they're not out there to gossip and spread dirt about people's personal lives. Like, Oh my gosh, so and so is secretly gay or so and so cheated on his wife or whatever. They Project Veritas's goal is to uncover corruption that could be harming the greater good in the public. Um so they they don't just like to nitpick and gossip about about people's personal lives and things that they're struggling with perhaps. And this diary of Ashley's is extremely personal. Yeah, it's it's really sad. I mean, this is someone who's struggling with a personal life issue and she's doing what a lot of therapists and help, self-help gurus tell you to do, which is to um kind of jur- journal your thought process and get it out get it all out on paper. 
So what this woman was dealing with was a, according to, according to the pages of this, this diary, what she was dealing with was sex addiction. And she's trying to figure out why she has this sex addiction. And, um, yeah, showing, you know, showing boys my underpants when she was young, um, hypersexualized at a young age. She says, she says, uh, what is this due to? Was I molested? I think so. I can't remember specifics, but I do remember trauma. I remember, um, not liking the Woolsack's house. I remember somewhat being sexualized with Caroline. I remember having sex with friends at a young age, she writes, and then showers with my dad, probably not appropriate being turned on when I wasn't supposed to be. So she goes through all that. And I'm not even going to read the rest because it's so freaking personal and embarrassing for her and none of our business, honestly, as the public. But the part that may be, I don't know, valuable to the public is the part where she says that she did have showers with her dad that were probably inappropriate. And, you know, she can't remember everything uh, that happened in her childhood, but she feels like she was probably molested by someone in her childhood. She's not saying it was her dad, but she's not sure if those showers were appropriate. So, you know, since we're talking about the president, you know, perhaps, perhaps that part is newsworthy. But anyway, James O'Keefe was like, I'm not even going to run with this. There's, there's some like super embarrassing stuff to her in there that I'm not even going to read on in here. I feel bad for her. Um, but so I know a lot of you guys were probably wondering what was really in her diary and, you know, so, so there it all is on, um, nationalfile.com, nationalfile.com. So was that really the reason why the FBI wanted to bust in the doors of multiple Project Veritas journalists in the darkness of night to was it to retrieve this, this valuable, valuable little uh, scribbles on paper that talk about showers with dad? Because this is this is really, you know, the most damning thing towards Biden. Out of all the pages, I'm assuming, I haven't seen the whole diary, but they have published a lot of pages of it on this article. And the most damning thing to Biden would be the little line about showers with dad. Is that is that worthy of, of busting in the door of a project Veritas journalist or was, was this an effort to just actually get a hold of James O'Keefe's phones? James O'Keefe's two iPhones are now in the hands of the FBI. And of course there is a lot of information on there, a lot of contacts, a lot of, a lot of notes. And, um, he's working on all the stories that people empowered don't want a journalist to work on. He is picking up the slack of all these other media members who don't do their the job of an investigative journalist. He's actually covering the stories that corporate pawns are <laughs> corporate news pawns are prevented from covering by their corporate o- overlords. So he's picking up the slack. He gets so many news tips he can't even pursue all the stories. And now the FBI has all of that stuff. You know, I 
I was once a, a Project Veritas James O'Keefe informant. I was this spring before I called out Fox Live on air for their own corruption. So, but and being an informant to him, I saw how it worked to communicate in secret with him. And he actually has things in place to really protect his conversations with his informants. And at the time when I first got in contact with him, I thought it was a little extreme. I was like, why are we communicating in this way? This seems a little unnecessary. He was basic. He already had a system in place, I think, in case something like this raid from the FBI that just happened. So it should be comforting to any new sources of Project Veritas. If, if you're thinking of turning, going to Project Veritas, just know that they have great measures in place to protect you and the information that you're sharing with them. Um, because I can tell you those conversations I had with James O'Keefe last spring, the FBI can't see those. Those are gone. So he has things in place to, to protect certain conversations. So, so that should be of comfort uh, to people. But um, I just wonder, I just wonder if the FBI really did this raid on him to actually get a hold of those phones with the excuse that, oh, the president's daughter had something stolen from her. Because uh, this this little journal is what we're talking about. And I, I don't think um, a girl handwriting about her struggle with sex addiction would warrant the FBI busting down the doors of journalists who didn't even run with that story. It is a weird thing. But now we just circle back to how the Pfizer uh, CEO said that he, that, that misinformation is criminal. And again, I think as far as I can tell, misinformation is just information that is outside of the narrow narrative that the CEO wants you to be aware of. He only wants you to be aware of information that makes you want to get it in the arm. Anything else is misinformation. And guess what James O'Keefe did this year? He put out information in regards to Pfizer and all the other companies that was not so pleasant. And he actually recorded their employees in secret. So you could see their employees yourself, see and hear them. There's no, no more transparent journalism than that, that you, the public, get to see and hear what the Pfizer employees are actually saying um, when their guard is down and they're not speaking through a PR filter. And according to him, that is what misinformation is. <laughs> misinformation is just information. You know, misinformation is information that Pfizer doesn't want you to know about. And that's why they love to use the word misinformation rather than just false information, right? Um, so they, Pfizer's working closely with the FBI to crack down on misinformation. And, and the FBI, of course, is an arm of the Biden administration. And of course, the Biden administration is working closely with the FBI, which, which brings me to the fact that the, the Biden administration is now telling companies to forget what the federal court of appeals is saying in regards to Biden's mandate being highly unconstitutional and instead just force your companies to get the jab anyway. Um, I'm going to bring up that headline as well. 
if I can, eh, here we go. White House tells businesses to proceed with vaccine mandate despite court-ordered pause. CNBC, YouTube. Don't delete me, YouTube. It's CNBC. Um, White House. <laughs> okay, so it says here, the White House on Monday said businesses should move forward with uh, requirements despite the court-ordered pause. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, considered one of the most conservative applet courts in the country, halted the requirement Saturday pending review. Republican attorneys general in at least 26 states have challenged President Joe Biden's vaccine and testing requirement in five different U.S. appeals courts. The Biden administration asked the court to lift the pause Monday evening, claiming it could cost dozens or hundreds of lives per day. So that that was the argument. Biden administration had until today or until yesterday to respond to the fact that the court just said you're looking really unconstitutional, Biden. And their Biden Biden admits argument was that well this virus is just so deadly that we need to throw out constitutionality right now in favor of saving lives. So let's just proceed here. So now um, just, just in the past hour um, was the deadline for now the plaintiffs in this case to respond to what Biden said. So yeah, Biden was supposed to give his response yesterday. Plaintiffs who sued Biden um, which was a list of countries, uh, a list of companies across the country, as well as several states. They all sued. Um, they were supposed to give their response just in the past hour today, and then uh, the court of appeals is supposed to make up its mind. Um, but there's so many people suing right now uh, across the country that this is all going to have to be consolidated into one case. Because, like they said, 26 states have challenged President Biden. So they're going to have to figure out it's kind of a roll of the dice of which court is going to take it, which, which federal court is going to take it, take the case. And um, so I guess Biden administration is arguing, uh, don't, don't make up your mind court of appeals until we figure out which, which actual court is going to take this, uh, this other challenge. And people are saying it's probably eventually going to go to the, um, to the Supreme Court. But um, this headline about, you know, telling businesses to proceed with the mandate, look at this, media is working as the propaganda arm of the Biden administration. Um, Businesses can just have that headline and share it with their employees and say, look, we still have to mandate you to get the shot. But as an employee, you should know that you actually don't. Right now, this, um, this, shot order that Biden put out is still being called constitutional by the court of appeals. It is currently still paused by the court of appeals. Um, they haven't made a decision on, on its constitutionality, but they were saying it, it, from what the plaintiff said, it appears to be highly unconstitutional. And so Biden's saying, Hey, businesses just go ahead and force a jab on your employees. Um, Biden can say that, but, and, and businesses can even taunt their employees, but end of the day, Biden can't fine the businesses. This is all in regards to Biden's mandate that says I get to fine you thousands and thousands of dollars as a business per employee if you don't force the employee to get the job. That's what's on pause is that fine, that fine wouldn't go through. 
So, so the businesses who don't want to force their employees to get the jab, that that's all on pause right now. They won't get fined if their employee doesn't get the jab at this time, but it's just a pause right now. We've got to figure out what the final conclusion is, but I, I got to show you, um, the, uh, the propaganda arm of the Biden administration, the corporate media, what they're up to today. Uh, let me, let me share this page with you. It's pretty interesting. Google news, Google news. Here we go. Look at how the propaganda arm works. Uh, <laughs> if you Google whistleblowers play a key role in vaccine mandates. So the AP, the AP put out this article. Basically, it's it's as the propaganda, propaganda arm of Biden administration. They're encouraging um, employees who are pro-shot to snitch on the employees who haven't had the snit, had had the shot. That is a way that the Biden administration is going to be able to enforce and and target certain businesses because OSHA just does not have enough employees to go knocking on every business's door across America. That's pretty much tens of tens of millions of employees that we're talking about all these companies with more than a hundred employees. And so all of these news outlets are pumping out this headline whistleblowers to play key role in enforcing the vaccine mandate. Now the the whistleblowers would be the pro-vaccine employees who would be snitching on the employees who haven't had the shot and um, filing the report with OSHA so that OSHA can come target that business, find that business until that business gets the people jabbed. So this is all a, a bunch of news outlets pumping out with the AP. So, you know, if the... If the Biden administration wants to infiltrate the media with propaganda, you know, people like the AP are good ones to propagandize because every media outlet in America has a partnership with the Associated Press. So whatever this Associated Press puts out, it actually gets fed to all the media outlets, which you see here. Um, if you just Google all these media outlets copied and pasted what the AP put out so that every news consumer in America can know that if they don't get the jab, they're going to get snitched on and their company is going to get fined. It's, it's kind of the warning sign today, even though the entire mandate is on freeze right now. And if the constitution is followed, it's probably going to get kicked out, kicked out completely. Nevertheless, <laughs> that is what's happening in our independent free press in America. Fast, fascinating times. Oh, look at this comment. Oh, the wrong comment here. Uh, AP administration's puppets. <laughs> Definitely seems like that, doesn't it? All right, guys, that's all I had to say today. I wanted to run through, um, what I was thinking about these things I was seeing, and it's just like, is it, is this really about Ashley Biden's diary or is Project Veritas just this one media outlet that the feds are just unable to control? They're, they just can't, you know, get a handle on these guys. Look at all, look at all these other outlets that they can control. Look, every other outlet's got the exact same headline, but Project Veritas is the boots on the ground doing their original things, not taking talking points from the feds. 
They're not taking talking points from any agency. They're actually going undercover and out for drinks with these agency employees and getting the truth. Sorry, that was a phone call. So that does it for me. I appreciate you guys. And um, it's good to be out of, of, of the corporate, um, you know, shenanigans. I, w- I used to be controlled by the corporate or- overlords, just like all these other um, news outlets are. And it's good to be free and actually analyze this for you guys and return to being a member of the free press. Now I feel like I'm an actual journalist participating in the free press. Before I was a little clone of the other controlled crony media. Now I can break it down for you guys and um, appreciate you guys. Um, I'm about to, uh, tomorrow morning, I'm going to have another report up on my uh, independent journalism website, which is linked in my description, ivoryhecker.com. These are the things that I'm not allowed to put on, on YouTube. YouTube doesn't allow. I said all the trigger words today, but I was citing CNBC, so I hope they don't uh, delete me for that. But the uh, otherwise, YouTube really restricts these conversations. And I just had an in-depth um, conversation with a PhD about the research she's doing on what's really going on with this stuff Pfizer's up to. Uh, it's everything YouTube doesn't want you to see. I'm going to have that um, that hour-long uh, in-depth conversation with this with this top scientist researcher on my website, ivoryhecker.com, link in description. So be sure to check that out. You will hear things that literally nobody's talking about that really might apply to you and your body, um, whether you've had the shot or not. So tune into that. Um, and we'll see you guys soon. Wish me luck. I hope I don't get raided. Okay. Bye.